Welcome to the Erickson Covenant Church Podcast. We're happy that you would join us for today's teaching. As a church, we're passionate about helping people find and follow Jesus, no matter who they are or where they are from. If you have any questions about Jesus, the church, or the teaching you're hearing today, please don't hesitate to contact us online at ericksoncovenant.ca. And now, let's listen to this week's teaching. Hello, Erickson Covenant Church. It is such an honor to um, join you today. My name is Kirsten Walchmitt, and I have the privilege of pastoring one of your covenant sister churches, uh, College Park Covenant Church here in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. About 19 years ago, my husband Steve and I got to know Tom and Tennille while we were attending seminary at Regent College in Vancouver. What a great joy it has been to watch Tom um, be your pastor um, over these years. Uh, We always thought that he would um, be at home in the Covenant Church. Steve and I also have such fond memories of visiting Erickson Covenant um, many years ago while attending CBC, or Covenant Bible College, Um, We were attending along with Chris Reel, and uh, we played in a band with Chris and had a blast visiting the uh, dairy farm at the time. So Steve and I have three children. Um, Caleb is 10, Asher is, sorry, Caleb is 12, Asher is 10, and Eden is 7. And... uh, I love some things like music and gardening and pottery. We've been ministering here in Saskatoon for the last seven years, and um, we really love it here in the Paris of the Prairies. Um, Our church is also going to hear from a number of other covenant pastors this summer as I take some vacation time. And so what a gift it is. Uh, to be part of a family of churches that we can uh, share in God's work across our country. God's kingdom is alive and well, alive and active here in Saskatoon, as I trust it is in the Creston Valley as well. Good to be with you. As a parent of school-age children, I can tell you that I have never been quite so excited for the arrival of summer holidays as this year. If you have school-age children at home, you've probably had some questions about curriculum in the last three months or so. Like, what are um, grade twoers supposed to be able to do? (laughs) What are grade fours and grade sixers supposed to be learning? What are the list of things that need to be accomplished, the things that must be mastered Part of what homeschooling affords us in this uh, season, or what it did afford us um, in the stay-at-home season for COVID, is that we were paying more attention to the learning or to the curriculum happening in our homes. The curriculum of what we are hoping our kids will learn has um, become a little bit more narrow in some ways. I don't know if this is what BC did in terms of online learning. Um, But Saskatchewan teachers were supposed to pursue only math, reading, and writing in online 
um, learning. So the essentials of schooling. But at the same time, uh, from learning at home, our curriculum became more broad as well. For example, we had our kids much more involved in gardening this year. And so they did soil testing um, in our couple of different um, garden plots. Uh, we built three huge uh, Hugel, uh, Hugel culture mounds, if you are familiar with that technique. Um, our kids have been learning quite a bit about music and leading worship since they've been leading worship along with um, Steve and I from our home online every Sunday. Our kids have also learned a lot more about how viruses work. <laughs> That's just how it works. The curriculum is both what we think our kids should be learning right now, but the curriculum is also just what is happening right now. The curriculum is about what life is bringing us. So whether you're a student or not, every single person who has said yes to life with Jesus is a disciple. In other words, an apprentice, someone who is apprenticing with Jesus. When we choose to follow God, we choose to be his student, his lifelong learner. Jesus is teaching each of us, his disciples, to be more and more like him. And more specifically, Jesus is teaching us how he would live our lives. So the thing um, with this learning, though, <laughs> is that we don't move on to uh, the next grade. We don't actually finish our education. We actually aren't looking forward to some kind of graduation. Um, we are learners for life. So during this shelter-at-home season, we may be tempted to simply survive, to just get through COVID-19. It's something that we simply have to wait out. And it is true that it is requiring great patience, but I wonder if it isn't the perfect time for us to ask Jesus, what do you have for me to learn in this? Is this actually the curriculum you are using to bring change and transformation in my life? Around the world, um, there is a great deal of racial tension rising again to the surface in protests, um, injustices being brought to light in new ways. It's heartbreaking. It's unnerving. It's unsettling. And, and maybe... It's tempting for us to just kind of want to wait that out too. Wait for this news cycle to die down. But what if this too is the curriculum for our transformation that Jesus is giving us right now? The big story of God, the big huge cosmic movement of God in which God is bringing all things under his will and reign. In that movement, God is transforming the world to come under his rule of love and grace so that his kingdom, his reign, 
is going to fill every crook and cranny of the universe so that good truly does overcome evil, that every intention would come to be, be good and true, that every relationship would be filled with heavenly love, that every decision would reflect the justice and the mercy of our eternal God, that there would be no more tears and no more sorrow, that all people would produce and then share incredible fruit in their lives. This is the big movement of the big story of God, transformation into his way, transformation into God's priorities, God's purposes. So this transformation is um, what our scripture reading today from Luke chapter 5 is all about. Initially, the people that Jesus called to follow him were some fishermen, um, a renegade a tax man, a handful of guys with very little education who were not known to be particularly godly or even very special. But you do realize, I'm hoping, that Jesus' disciples are, are not just the 12 men who Jesus called in the early days of his ministry. You see, Jesus' disciples are those who are following him today, like you, like me. If you've given your life over to God, if you desire to follow him, you are a disciple, just as much as Simon Peter was, who we're going to read about in this story. A disciple is a student, an apprentice, someone who follows along and learns from the teacher throughout life. So let's hear um, this story from Luke chapter 5, uh, the first 11 verses um, is what we're going to read today. We get to enter into a real life experience of this kind of transformative learning uh, that Jesus is all about. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats on the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and we didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of, foot, of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and he said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing 
her people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. When Jesus gives Simon fishing advice, <laughs> you can imagine um, that Simon Peter is kind of like, uh, we've tried all of this before. This is what we do, right? Like, I've been a fisherman my whole life. In fact, we've been fishing all night long without any success. But Jesus, in his, in his words to Peter, he's kind of saying to him, are you ready though? <laughs> Are you ready for how I will teach you, how I will change you? Are you ready for the ride of your life? Are you ready to follow me, to learn from me, to try to practice my way? Are you ready for the transformation I can bring in you? And then Pete, he's so blown away by this ginormous catch and Jesus' holiness that he just doesn't even know what to do with himself at first. Peter was in his, his own uh, awareness of his, in, in, of his inadequacy. He, he launched into this journey with Jesus, a journey of learning from him, learning a whole new trade, a whole new way of life, being a disciple of Jesus, being a fisher of humans now. I'm pretty sure that having worked very hard all night and not getting any fish was not Peter's favorite experience. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he hated that. I'm pretty sure he was exhausted, he was frustrated, he was just done with it all. But that night of hard and useless labor is exactly what Jesus uses to teach and transform Peter. Most often in our lives, the curriculum is not what we would have chosen. A global pandemic is not something anyone was ready for or signing up for. <laughs> it wasn't on our list. It's not what we would have desired. It's frustrating. It's, it's anxiety provoking. It's exhausting. It's it's so unknown. It's fraught with change and challenge. It's just not what we want, but it's here nonetheless. And God uses what is present in our lives. He truly does. The curriculum that God has for us, the stuff that we are learning and working on is not up to us to decide. We don't choose the curriculum. What we decide, what we get to choose, is whether or not we're, we're going to engage with it. Are we going to enter in? So God, how are you going to use the very specifics of my circumstances during this time to teach me, to transform me, to change me? Now, I want to be really clear here. I don't believe that God throws horrible suffering our way in order to teach us lessons. I, I truly don't believe that this is God's way. 
I don't think God cooked up the idea of a pandemic and threw it at us, you know, to teach us stuff. I believe that God has an incredible redemptive ability. In other words, the ability to take the happenings of our life and make it useful in our learning with him. He has this amazing ability, like, like the most remarkable recycling science. Romans 8:28 says, We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. In all things, God is able to work. I believe God has this incredible redemptive ability to take the happenings of our lives and make it useful in our learning and leaning and growing into him. When I'm completely fed up and done with children who are constantly picking at their siblings, this is the discipleship of being a mother. It's not just that being a Christian should affect how I respond to the situation. No, it's recognizing that this situation is like the workbook that God has me in right now. How am I going to be shaped by this challenge? What is God showing me here? What am I learning about myself? How does God want to shape who I am becoming through this? Maybe the curriculum for you is about having more time alone than you would have ever chosen. Or maybe the curriculum is something about flourishing with a spouse that you are spending much more time with than you would have chosen. Maybe the curriculum is parenting anxious children in anxious times. Maybe it's caring for aging parents when you can't be right there. Maybe it's about dealing with pain in your life. Maybe it's about grieving losses and finding new normals and, and that process. Maybe your curriculum these days is about learning to recognize your own biases, your own prejudices that, that you had no idea you had. Maybe it's wrestling with how your life either participates in oppression or works against it. Maybe your curriculum is managing an overactive sense of expectation and obligation. Maybe your curriculum is exhaustion and overwork, or struggling with addictions, or decision-making in impossible situations, or, or you fill in the blank. These circumstances these emotions, these challenges that you face today are not beside the point of your discipleship, of your formation. No, this is the curriculum that God has for you. This is what God is going to use to grow and change and develop you. I think we've all had those moments in school where, where we said, okay, this assignment is pointless. It's a waste of my time. It's busy work. But then you do it because, I don't know, somebody made you. And you learn something. 
and you're kind of surprised by that. What about the curriculum of your discipleship right now? Are you railing against the curriculum? Or are you willing to go with it? You see, Peter leans into the call of transformation that Jesus gives him that day in his fishing boat. Peter leans into the curriculum as challenging as it seems, as unknown as it might be. My experience personally has been that if I ignore the curriculum or I try to skirt around it or if I treat it as a, a side issue, you know, that curriculum does not tend to go away. <laughs> In fact, that curriculum just keeps coming up again and again until I lean into it. Lessons and learnings about humility, lessons and learnings about trust, about relying on God. These, these things, they just keep coming up in my life over and over. So I want to give you a, a little bit of quiet space today. Um, and so I invite you, wherever you are, to find um, a useful posture for listening. What helps you, whether it's closing your eyes or, or how you're sitting, or maybe it's even standing or, or even kneeling. But find a useful posture for listening. And I wonder if you might um, just turn your attention towards Jesus right now and ask him these questions. What is the curriculum of my training right now, Jesus? How am I railing against it? How am I leaning in to that curriculum? Let me pray for you as you um, have this kind of conversation with the Lord Jesus. God, we are trusting. We are trusting that you are the one who's able to take anything, any kind of circumstances, any kind of challenge, any kind of roadblock, any kind of um, peace of our life, no matter how unsettling it might be or earth-shattering, you are able to use it for our good. And so I pray for myself, I pray for my brothers and sisters in BC, I pray that you would be um, using the curriculum in our lives today that you would enable us to lean in to it that you would give us the courage the strength the motivation to to lean in and ask those questions how do you want to shape me in this jesus what are you doing within me in the middle of these uh, circumstances, these challenges, this, this place I find myself in. 
So we trust you to be our teacher, to be our guide. Thank you for your faithfulness. We will bless your name as you continue to transform us, to change us, to be more like you. Amen. So good to be with you, friends. Um, I am trusting God's work and continuing um, presence in your life. Thank you for listening. We hope today's teaching provided you with life-changing truth and valuable insight. We hope you've learned of some practical steps forward in your spiritual journey, whether you're finding Jesus for the first time or you have been following him for years. Do you know someone who would be encouraged by what you heard today? We invite you to share this podcast so they can be encouraged too. For more information or to ask more questions, you can connect with us through our website, ericksoncovenant.ca. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for the Erickson Covenant Church.